Hello and welcome to another episode of your favourite sim racing and motorsport podcast. That's right, we are back. It's time for season four, episode five. It's the race department podcast. Hello, dear listener. Hope you are well. As always, lots going on in the world, and we're also heading towards the summertime. And there's lots of sim racing fun to be had uh, as the the clocks look to go forward in a couple of weeks in the UK and in other places around the world. Um, so, uh, last couple of episodes, there's just been me and one other. Well, I'm pleased to say the whole gang is back together this week. Uh, first up, the man for Portugal, it's Danny Montiero. Hello, hello. How are you? Sorry, that's a bit loud. Sorry, that's I couldn't really hear you then. My, yes, hello, hello. <laughs> how are you? My whole nation is with me. I'm fine. How are you? Well, a bit yes. of... I've got yes, I'm good, thank you. Yeah. I don't know if I've got any kind of bug or COVID or whatever it may be, but I'm soldering on. Well, you know, nothing like putting a down on the podcast, is there? Come on, I'm, I was born ready anyway, so any weather. <laughs> yeah, I sim race under any weather, I do a podcast under any weather. Have, I'm you, ready. Uh, have you been sim racing? I know we when we last spoke, you've been doing a lot of um, rallying. Yeah, have you rallying been doing anything else since? Yes, I did have a 12-hour a race in ACC last weekend, so I'm back to the racing. So And it, it sparked again the, the racing bug in me, so I'm... Uh, I'm happy to be back with ACC. I'm uh, in love and with it again. And you must be a little bit excited then with the new content coming, which we'll, yes. we'll touch on shortly. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Very much so. And you've been doing some real life racing as well. Uh, not really racing, but I've had my first track day. Ah, uh, we okay. Go. Right, okay. Well, I know that you've all been waiting to hear his lovely tones. Um, I'm sure. Uh, he's back. It is. The Italian stallion, Davide Nativo. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a bit loud, isn't it? <laughs> Trying to kill everybody. Awesome. Sorry, sorry about your eardrums there. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's it's fine. Loud is fine because, uh, as usual, saving the the last, the best for last. Yeah, the best, <laughs> the best for the best, last. The best till last. Do you know what? In all seriousness, I've got a feeling we'll, we'll touch on it in a bit. But I've got a feeling we'll be hearing this a lot during the Formula One season. Uh, <laughs> it'll be probably. it'll be like the Michael Schumacher era all over again. I've got a feeling. So, um, how are you, David? Hopefully, Day? hopefully. I'm fine, I'm fine, thank you. I know all of the race department listeners uh, of our podcast were uh, worried about me. And don't worry, I'm back. The blood and soul of this podcast hold on, is hold on, back. Hold on, hold on, don't hold worry. on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now we can so, go hold on, on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> just, just hold, who, who, who's worried about you? Everyone. I received plenty of messages of people saying to me, hey, why weren't you on the podcast? What's happening? If you decide to do your own podcast without Paul, that would be great. And I said, no, no, don't worry. This is not yet the time. And Paul is a good guy. <laughs> Show him more love. So yeah, was this, everyone was this was some worried. dream that you had? Because obviously this did not happen. It could be because right. <laughs> I, have, I have some foggy memories of all this stuff. Okay, so. right. I, I think it it's probably be. best to say that, um, you know, David Day, you need to start taking your meds. Okay. All right. Just stay on those meds. They're there for a reason and they, yeah. keep, you, they keep you stable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't like to take them. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I know. But we, we, you know, we all know you were just washing your hair. And that's, come, and that's come on. It. Just just another week without them. Please. <laughs> come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, blimey. Do you know what? I could sit here all day just uh, ripping into you, but we haven't got time for that. So, uh, anyway, as always, it's been another busy time in uh, sim racing and motorsport world. Uh, you know, Formula One season's about to come back. The IndyCar season has started and even the NASCAR season's underway and MotoGP and everything else. So motorsport is back, but we are here to predominantly talk sim racing. So we're going to start off with topic number one. How important is AI to you? So uh, there was an article recently posted at Race Department, you know, asking that, uh, that actual question by Yannick. So we're going to take that topic and kind of, you know, chew the fat over that a little bit a couple of episodes ago we talked about thrustmaster and their direct drive wheel and you know how long it was taking them well they seem to be speeding the timeline up so we're gonna we're gonna chew the fat over that one as well we've also got some new content being announced for uh, assetto corsa competizione and some also what looked like to be some great cars the dtm for uh, race room so without further ado let's crack on with the first topic And finally, achievement achieved. I did not blow anybody else's eardrums out that time. Okay, right. So, first question. I don't know who's... Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. After so many episodes. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Especially when I'm in control and I've had a busy day at work. Right, okay. So, I'm going to ask the question and one of you is going to answer this somehow. How important is AI to you? Over to you guys. Davide? <laughs> so you're, you're already giving me the, <laughs> the honor to start the, the discussion. Well, um... As someone who, who predominantly plays offline, surely this is a topic close to your heart. No, yeah, true. It's something that I've been um, thinking about uh, a lot uh, recently since I've started uh, uh, racing mostly online. Um... Well, I would say that um, uh, for sure, starting to race uh, online has changed my perspective about uh, what I want to experience in in a race or during a race. Um, And I think that the problem uh, lies not uh, so much on the fact that the AI is AI, so on the fact that it is artificial, rather on the fact that... um, uh, they aren't that great in general in sim racing. Uh, I haven't tried them all. Like for example, I haven't tried iRacing AI, uh, and probably in some other that now is escaping my mind. But uh, I've tried almost all of them, and um, I must say that uh, if I can, if I, for example, compare it to the AI in, uh, in Grand Prix Legends, uh, I can immediately tell that uh, if I do an offline race in GPL is uh, way more immersive than uh, AI race in AC or ACC. Uh, because AI uh, has not been given that much uh, love, despite what you know sim developers say. Um, when, whatever sim you are playing, what happens if you race with AI is that you have a, a train of cars in front of you and behind you, all following the same path, uh, all doing the corners the exact same way. Uh, The only difference between them is that uh, some are slightly faster than uh, than others, and that's it. 
there is no longer, you know, like in the late 90s, uh, mid, uh, or should I say during all of the 90s, also other titles, uh, like, for example, the Grand Prix games and, and stuff like this, where the AI drivers were not only, you know, different because of their speed, but uh, each, every, each and every one of them had uh, a specific... Uh, Uh, aggression level, uh, experience level, breaking uh, breaking ability, uh, overtaking ability, and so on. So, combining all of these factors, it meant that uh, every uh, AI driver had a very specific behavior on track. While uh, nowadays, uh, uh, Sindevs only focus on uh, you know having clean racing, but then you have you know, a series of clones all doing the same stuff. And, uh, you know, that breaks your immersion a lot. And um, it's something that I think that needs to be uh, to be worked on. And uh, that has been lost, you know, in the last uh, 15 years, 15 to 20 years. Yeah. Um, Danny, do you agree with that? <laughs> That's quite a a downer to start with, <laughs> but, uh, well, yes and no. In a way, uh, well, in not in opposition, because AI is very important um, for all of us, even if we don't use it anymore. It's pretty much the only way, or, well, maybe not nowadays, but still, in most cases, it's the first way to experience a race other than driving alone, is to try something offline against some, some AI. And yes, the experience will vary between uh, games, and I. But the thing is, I can no longer, I cannot agree fully with Davide, not because I disagree, but because I am no longer sure. Because I do remember playing games like the Toka Race Driver games or Toka Touring Car Championship games, and I felt I was properly racing, like I was having a race with these cards. But again, I was much younger, and uh, I was playing with a gamepad and not being as good as or as experienced as I am today. So I can't really tell if the yeah the AI was that much better than yeah, what it is today uh, uh, because uh, the sims uh, details yeah. and the physics were much less had much less yeah depth I'd, and, uh, I'd, details, I'd agree so. with, I'd agree with you on that point I feel like I think sometimes it's a bit like um, things from your childhood are kind of seen you kind of put like a, a different tint on them you know what I mean like you think oh this TV show was amazing back in the day you sit down and watch it now and you're like oh it's rubbish. You know, like, uh, it, well, it's, like rose-tinted glasses, I think is what I'm trying to say. Like, you kind of like, and if you if you were to boot up Grand Prix games now or talk a race driver, would you would you have the same opinion without playing it? That's just, yeah. Uh, that's the thing. I don't know about David. He can confirm. But uh, because I could say the same about Richard Burns Rally, like I mentioned last week, but I still yeah. play it today and it's still just as amazing as it was. Yeah, but I that's not against AI, though, is it? No, no, no. But I'm just talking about an old game being still feeling great. Yeah, we're not today. talking about the old game. We're talking about the AI, though. Itself, yes, but right? my, my question was to Davide if he still plays Grand Prix Legends today. Yeah, yeah, I do, and that's why you know I can make this uh, this comparison. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it it becomes quite evident when I because the fact is that uh, nowadays if I race Grand Prix Legends is solely for the experience because the physics the graphics the audio they're all uh, you know uh, at this point uh, 
then they're not the they no longer it. cut it you know if i want to have an, an experience with the physics engine the graphics or the audio i go for something else um but still to this day with the sims that i have uh, there is no one that gives me you know that feeling of in during offline racing like uh, gpl does for the reasons that uh, you know i said before uh i've read from comments of people that um the ai in racing is doing uh, similar stuff and of course it comes from pretty much the same devs but again i haven't tried it so i can confirm if uh, if that's true or uh, or if not i have uh, another point uh which is i just remember that when i was playing gtr2 the ai felt quite engaging and that it would be aggressive and break late uh, but then i just remember one thing that i can't really confirm about gtr2 gpl uh, which is something that is at least as far as i know that's the only one i know but uh, on acc the ai has the exact same physics uh, and computing processes as we do so like you know on arcade games uh, sometimes the ai just disappears and then it just stupidly just slows down waiting for you in the last corner to give you a chance to win the race kind of stuff. Uh, maybe in the same racing it's a bit less pronounced, but it could still be that AI is programmed to behave in a certain way, which is not fully realistic in terms of the car's behavior and the physics. And on ACC, uh, all the AIs have the exact same car using the exact same physics, so there's no way that there's no fake rubber banding and that there it, things like this, cars disappearing and then being closed all of a sudden. So. In terms of realism, uh, ACC should be one of the most realistic AI experiences in terms of what the cars do themselves. Of course, in terms of driver variability and driving style, that's maybe something else. I've had, for the limited amount of ACC AI races I've done, it actually didn't feel like a train of cars. But uh, again, I haven't played it in a while, so I... No, I, I must say that... Um... The AI that I enjoy the most uh, when I have to, you know, to do to make a race offline is the one in AC and in ACC. Um, the thing with uh, ACC is that um, uh, it is good because uh, it races fairly and clean. If you, you know, if you <laughs> uh, don't do silly stuff and. Uh, you can tell when uh, there is, for example, at the wheel of the car in front of you or behind you, a professional driver or amateur driver. But the problem is that I can tell the difference by its pace and not by its driving style. Because every driver in ACC drives, uh, uh, and I don't want to, you know, to. Uh, I don't want people to think that this applies only to ACC. As I've said, it applies basically to all of the sim that I've tried, which is basically all of, all, all of, almost all of them, aside from my racing. Uh, they all race the same. They all do the same lines. Then uh, some devs, like in the original AC and uh, Race Room, they've added the chance uh, for AI to make some mistakes every now and then. Uh, but they feel it's artificial uh, because, uh, you know, you can tell that they happen because uh, they have been coded to happen. Um, 
I don't know how to like explain it. Yeah, it's scripted almost. Yeah, yeah. because basically, uh, like going back to GPL, the thing is that, as I was saying, uh, every driver has a, a series of parameters. So um, when they make a mistake, it happens uh, more often with unexperienced drivers, as it should be. And the, uh, the mistake is that uh, they break too late or, for example, they take the wrong line into a corner, which is very realistic, is what happened with an experienced driver. Or drivers that, uh, uh, you know, as the, as the saying goes, crack under pressure, which is, um, I don't remember uh, how it's called in GPL, but it's another parameter, you know, the, the, the ability to stay um, mm-hmm. cool, you know, in, um, mm-hmm. in a difficult situation. So... As I was saying, um, I can have a good race in ACC, in AC, in uh, Air Factor 2 or a race room or whatever. Um, the problem is, is that uh, it doesn't uh, give me that sense uh, of um, connection with the, with the drivers around me. Because the only difference that I can see in them is their speed. I and their way, the way they take corners, uh, as I've said, is is always the same. Doesn't change, and um, that's something I uh, I do not like because uh, you know it makes evident to you that uh, that's not uh, you know that's not a real driver you're racing against. Well, you could argue that all the fa- AI. Like oh, sorry, robot. sorry, Danny. Sorry, Danny. Before I forget, uh, um, another thing, for example, that I do not like in uh, uh, modern sims, uh, because basically, no, uh, none of them uh, do it uh, after uh, the original factor. Uh, mechanical breakdowns uh, or uh, you know other stuff that can happen, like uh, tires blowing uh, uh, or. Uh, you know, random stuff that can happen to AI drivers. Um, unfortunately, I don't remember, probably in Air Factor they do, but in GPL they don't happen to you. So uh, that's something like, for example, I do not like in GPL because if I treat my car well, it won't break down ever. Well, instead the AI does. So that's kind of cheating in a way. I think that in our factor, your car can have random uh, mechanical breakdowns. But for example, in ACC, you start a race with, uh, let's say, 20 AI drivers and do a 24-hour race. And you can be sure that unless there is some massive accident uh, caused by you or some... Uh, uh, I don't want to say this word <laughs> because I think that probably it's going to be censored, but you know, unless they F up in some way, after 24 hours, you're going to finish with 20 drivers. And that's not realistic. I mean, I, I know that cars nowadays are very reliable, but I mean, at least one of them must have some kind of, I mean, <laughs> we can all see it in endurance racing that even nowadays, even with very reliable cars, you know, mechanical breakdowns or, you know, um, uh, strokes of bad luck can happen and cars retire. Uh, this doesn't happen uh, in AC or in ACC on, uh, or in Air Factor 2 or in a race room. And that's also something that we used to have in Sims and we do not have anymore. 
I think though that's not so much an AI uh, issue, no. but more of a it's a realism issue of yeah. the physics. Because yeah. in ACC, it, there's I think the only way you can have of retiring a car is it's if like you crashing. like even if you crash, your car will survive. I think the only way you can kill your engine is by downshifting more than one gear by mistake, and even then you have to trick your gearbox to do it somehow, or put it in neutral and then like in a high speed straight and then put first. That will blow your engine. But apart we've from that, I don't we've think... definitely touched on this before, though, haven't we? Where we talked about the likes of like the the, the Jeff Grab and Grand Prix series. I mean, you you'd be driving a, yeah, a less they... a lesser car, and then your engine would blow. You know, yeah, this is not implemented in this, and and I was I was totally missing that one that kind of implementation, and I for a while until I realized that, yeah, it's if you think about it, uh, all the real drivers on the real tracks, none of them wished that their car has a random failure after twenty three no, hours. No. So the, if you flip around the situation, sim racing is actually one step better than real racing in that aspect. So yeah, but in, you know that this is a very um uh going back as soon as we can you know today but i think that this is a sort of an ancillary topic too because it still relates to the ai even though you know it's uh, it's not their ability to race but uh, uh an extra factor to to their racing um in flight simulators uh almost all of them they have an option for you to tick which is uh, random mechanical breakdowns so it gives you the chance to choose if you want to have them or not. So you yeah. can what you can choose if you want to have a more realistic experience, you know, and have a, a, a random bre mechanical breakdown, of course, coded uh, depending on on the engine uh, or on the plane or not. So this is a situation that because sometimes uh, i've seen it from some devs that they say uh, no mechanical breakdowns we won't implement we won't be implementing it because uh, sim racers will hate it you know the solution is simple you just have to give people the chance to choose so in multiplayer they can be for example uh, um, turned off by default so nobody has me uh, mechanical breakdowns unless from server side you know a specific servers wants to have them Offline, you give an option to tick. I want to have them. I don't. That's it. Uh, you know, it's a <laughs> it's a very easy solution that uh, I think that the devs don't want to see, rather that they, they do not see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I on that I'm actually with you. Yeah, it would be nice to be able to have them or not have them. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like we've digressed ever so slightly bit, from bit. the actual topic. So, what um, about you, Paul? What do you think about AI? How important is it to you? Uh, it, it's important to me to a point, yeah, because I do every so often. I like to, if I'm, I do a bit of practice um, uh, in ACC of late when I'm practicing for a, a race, and I like to have uh, an, an offline practice session where I've got other cars because I feel like whilst the AI is good in ACC. It, you learn where they're weak and you can manipulate that. Um, I guess to, a, to, an, to an extent, that's like racing a, a real person because, you know, when I race, I did, a, I did an online race um, on Saturday evening and it was clear to me that I was faster in sector one but slower in sector two and three um, round Zandvoort. And 
and you know and that's that's the that's the truth of it and some people especially when you're in certain cars are like for instance the porsche i'd have a porsche right behind me and i'm in the audi and the porsche can't get anywhere near me down the straights even when they're in my slipstream because the audi's got better straight line speed than the than the porsche um but whilst it's decent practice they are so easy to manipulate the ai whilst you can turn their aggression up um are too easy to boss about um and they like i say you know where they you could you can get better runs run outs of them at certain certain corners certain sections of the track and once you 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 can then identify that you utilize it and it's not just the one car it's every single car that you are racing against and i think that takes away from the realism factor uh, for me um, I've never really played against the R Factor 2 AI because with the old UI, I could never work out how to do it, <laughs> which is yeah, quite funny. Um, I'm just trying to think. Automobilista 2, I've done a bit of AI, but again, um, I would say that they've got the similar weaknesses that ACC's got in certain parts of the track. Um, but why, why I like about the Automobilista 2 is they've got mistakes in them. You know, you can see that, and that's quite nice to see because it sometimes makes you think like you're racing against a real person. But again, there's limitations to their programming, and that's what you've got to remember, right, is that these artificial drivers are racing to how they have been programmed, which is why... When MotoGP came out with the neural AI development, we were a little bit excited by this, right? Yeah. And, and it, that's hasn't a, really, know, it hasn't really materialized, has it? Uh, well, it's a road that, uh, you know, more developers are exploring because, uh, for example, you know, Gran Turismo 7, now it's going to be implementing uh, that Sophie, I think it's called, uh, which is their, uh, their uh, version of uh, neural AI. It's not yet implemented, so... If people is watching now <laughs> videos of uh, GT7 AI, uh, right now it isn't. In fact, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> but they should be implementing it in probably during this year. So neural AI, I think that is the future because it's the only way to implement a proper dynamic behavior into AI. Because if you, as you said, you learn their uh, weaknesses. And the difference with the... Uh, online is that online each driver has a, his or her weaknesses but everyone is different so you have to learn uh, the ones of everyone when instead uh, with AI they all have the same exact weakness so once you have understand you have understood it from one you can apply it to everyone else or on the contrary they can be insanely fast uh, because of their coding in corners uh, that no humans can take as fast as they do. So <laughs> there is also that problem in some corners that yeah. might be very, you know, slower than you, and in some others they can be faster than any human can be. Yeah. So that's a problem. Yeah. I think I, that wouldn't happen well, in ACC because of the way the cars behave. I mean, the cars couldn't do more than what is yeah, physically yeah. possible to do. Yeah, it happens uh, more on AC with Formula cars we, that have uh, that 
do have you know very strong uh, aero yeah. but yeah. in ACC you know because of the cars this is uh, mitigated a lot mm, so I actually have a, another thing to say about uh, is it how important it is for me from another perspective like a totally different perspective uh, and it's purely still actually from an online multiplayer racing point of view uh, AI racing is actually important to practice uh, things like starts. Yeah. Uh, but also, not only, but also uh, to practice uh, different driving conditions. Because if you're trying to get mm -hmm. a good setup on wet conditions and you go to a track and you drive three yeah, hours yeah. non-stop in a track, that's not yeah. the same because your track will be wet. But if your track yeah, has if, 20 yeah, cars I on think, it, yeah. Exactly uh, the that. Track, the conditions will be totally different, and exactly, uh, exactly. the setup will be different. So that's yeah, because more cars on the track will, will create the line, right, and things like that, and and that's what the AI is there, which is one of the reasons why I tend to practice with sometimes practice with them. Depends how how well how confident I am at the track, and also to be fair, it it does allow me to understand where possible overtaking positions may be. Mm -hmm. Around yep. around the track, it isn't it isn't one hundred percent accurate because, like I say, an AI driver is not going to be the same as someone in in real life. But you know, it does give you some idea at least, and that, yeah. and that's the way. And I utilize it in in that way because you cannot replicate the same experience online, sorry, offline. You can when you're racing against other people, and the, and the thing is, is that. You can have a you can have a practice server, but it's not a practice race. It's not, um, and when you put thirty other cars, you know, depending on how many your graphics card and CPU can handle, when you put that many cars out on track, you know, it it can be. But then, you know, the thing with ACC, sometimes the AI just comes to a standstill. You're like, WTF? What the what the hell's yeah. going on? <laughs> True. You know, so. And then, and then what? So what happens is, is I'll, I've, it wasn't that long ago. I did a practice race. I can't remember which track it was now, but I, but I had to restart because I just went into the back of the AI because they all just stopped. Yeah. And then once I knew that they did that, I could then just slow down, wait for them to kind of get back up to speed. So yeah, there are pain points like like that, and and yeah, to some degree, you might get that in an online race, but that's. Purely because not because they're just all bunching up, it's because it's an accident and people have had to slam their slam their hot, yeah, you know, their, their, their brakes on. From a point of view of realism, you could argue that it's actually realistic that the AI is simulating that the car is spun around and everybody has to stop. I mean, but they haven't. They haven't spun around though, have yeah, they? They're just they're, just, they're being, just slow. They're just slow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you try on uh, Danny on ACC, uh, you know, just. Uh, uh, a, a generic start of a race you can see that uh, or like for example i have the perfect example try to start a race with ai on monza yeah, and see what, happens. Okay. see what happens see what happens yeah something yeah. like that never happens in an online racing yeah Okay, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit strange. I like, you know i don't i don't want to feel like we're you know we're attacking acc but it's 
The only no, game no, I really play, it's the only really game yeah, I play at the moment. So no, it, it's general to to basically all of the modern themes. This this kind of well, behavior. Is, is, Bon, is Bonza in AMS too? I'm guessing it is. Uh, I think that yeah. I know this is controversial, right? I'm not a fan of Bonza as a for. I like it when I'm watching racing. I don't like racing on it. That makes sense. Uh, well, yeah, it doesn't no. make much sense, but yeah. We, well, no, to me it. it does, so screw you, all right? <gasps> okay, remember to edit that bad word against me. That's not, well, that, no, it's just, that's, that's <laughs> no, not I'm gonna stay that's too. staying in. <laughs> there, are, there are other people oh, yeah? nodding, nodding away to yeah. that. Yeah, they'll screw you and too. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, screw you. And the, but there'll be a small percentage of people go, yeah, I agree with Paul. And then, but the majority, the, 90, the other 98% of the listener will go, he's talking some absolute bull crap. So, you know, yeah. You or Danny? Me, me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. I mean, Danny does talk a lot of rubbish, granted, but. Yeah. You know. Not as much as you do. <laughs> but anyway, again, <laughs> so I feel me, like. Guys, I'm the one spending, feel, you know, the words so I feel of like we have, always we have like, <laughs> Paul is trying to bring the topic forward. Yes, I am. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, God. Um,. I feel like we have digressed, though, a little bit, and it's great that it is, but we haven't really answered the question, have we? How important is AI racing to you? It is important to practice, to yes. get the race okay. scenarios on ACC. At least for yeah. me, that's the way I use it. Yeah, yeah. It's, got, it's got its place, right? Yeah, it's. Um, I think that it is very important because, uh, uh, you know, you, you don't always have the time, for example, to... Um, to race online uh, uh, because of the times where, uh, yeah. you know, races are held and also because, uh, you know, racing online requires a different level of concentration, of focus, because, uh, you know, if you want to be you know, a respectable driver, you don't want to mess everybody, uh, anybody else's race. So instead, you know, during your uh, work week, you can uh, you maybe want you may want to do a race and if you have a good ai you can relax and do an offline race or get uh, the fix you need without uh, uh, you know having uh, the uh, schedule issues or the concentration level needed for uh, for online yeah danny yeah i mean for me it's uh... I, I still would prefer to do races against people, but I for me the AI nowadays is important to practice race scenarios, like you say, overtaking points, mm -hmm. uh, starts, uh, and but mainly, uh, really, it's the the wet the wet uh, setup and wet driving scenarios to get yeah. like proper racetrack conditions. Yeah. But again, we have to remember that yeah, at some point, all of us and even many people today, the, their first races on uh, with a car game will be against AI, so that's. That's your first competition, that's your first competitor. So it is important because if games were all like iRacing used to be, where you can only play alone or against other people, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would not just get the games if you could only play online against people because they would just want to have a maybe a quick race or just do some spin around and yeah. drive in the opposite direction or try some stupid moves. So AI is important, if uh, first and foremost, to get people started into sim racing actually. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good way of um, of ending that section. Yeah, okay. 
All right, brilliant. Okay, so that is us discussing how important is AI racing to you. Let's move on to topic number two. Now, the other two in this, you know, in this uh, podcast have questioned whether we should talk about this. But I was like, well, I think it's worth just discussing to a point. And um, Bussmaster took a bit of flack with their recent kind of, I don't know, um, drip feeding of information around their new DD wheel. And it, uh, it turns out that... I think I mentioned in the last, in one of the podcasts, I went through the tweets, the replies to Thrustmaster, and there was quite a lot of negative feedback from people. And we talked about the fact that Fanatec have really been moving ahead with their product lineup. And have they kind of missed the boat a little bit, Thrustmaster? And they do have some loyal fans out there. I mean, let's not forget. I mean, they're, they're in a certain kind of price range and people love their products. Other people, not so much. And some people love Fanatin and other people, not so much. And some people love Logitech. You know where I'm going with that, right? Anyway, so um, back in um, so back in December 2021, Thrustmaster, you know, were teasing us with this started lights fiasco they started doing and then they had the lights to the right of the, the image. And then they kind of said, right, you know, we're going to be giving you some more information on the 3rd of March. Um, and now they've basically said, yeah, we, we've heard you. Um, we um, we are working hard to bring you some amazing industry leading innovations, just like we've been doing the last 25 years. We hear you loud and clear. The next starting light you will see will reveal everything. Stay tuned. David Day, is it a little bit too late? Well, it's hard to say because... Uh... As we've said, we have to see the final product to to kind of make the statement because you know if it's a groundbreaking uh, product that's uh, you know gonna shake the foundations of DD wheel like uh, the Fanatec product did, you know it's never too late for something uh, revolutionary. But uh, do, we do have you to honestly see. think that it's going to be revolutionary though from a company like Thrustmaster? No offense well, to Thrustmaster. But... No, of course. No. Well, I would say that um, uh, my... Um, can't find the right word to to explain my... Um, how can I say? Um, I'm not sure that it's that it is going to be a revolutionary project, not because, uh, you know, it's coming from Thrustmaster, meaning uh, that they have an history, of, you know, going with... Uh, um, evolutions of their lineups rather than revolutions. But uh, because of the fact that, as we've said before, this product is rather a response to something than, uh, you know, um, mm, something that was developed uh, uh, on its own, you know, for... um, as Fanatec did, you know, to to make something new, something that the market did not have. Uh, Trustmaster is making this to respond to Fanatec. So when stuff like this happens, you almost always uh, end up having a product that is similar. It gives similar performance at a similar price, but it's just a variation on the same uh, on the same topic. So 
this is what uh, you know um, makes me question if it's gonna be something uh, as revolutionary as the fan fanatic TT wheel uh, was. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if it, I don't hot, know if it, well. if it was clear. Yeah, no. I think I yeah. It it is it is clear, David. I mean, I know you do you do tend to not be clear, but no, I'm messing. Um, it is hard to be revolutionary because of what Fanatec have done, especially in the last few months, where we talked about it recently, where they've just been releasing all these products, but particularly the DD CSL DD is it's you know has has made direct drive wheels available to people with certain budgets, Danny. And but I think. For Thrustmaster to kind of acknowledge that, you know, maybe we've been dragging this out a bit too much, but then, oh, that's really going to put some pressure on them. If they're bringing the dates in for the product release, I mean, you don't know how far they are with development behind the scenes either, do we? Yeah, uh, we don't. And uh, since they have been quiet for a long time, we never know at what stage of the process they are, but it will always feel like uh, they're playing catch up because of the way the news were announced and um, it never really gives a good image, but again, it at, at the end, it all is just uh, speculation until the actual product comes out and people get to test it and see how it uh, how it performs. But um, I mean, it was a matter of time they would have to do it once. Well, first I'm sure they knew that people were doing their own direct drive wheels, and then they realized that their biggest competitor probably started doing the same. They had to, I'm sure, somewhere in the I hope somewhere in their uh, research and development department, they they started looking into this. But maybe maybe they didn't expect Fanatec to be uh, banging out so many models so quickly and uh, pushing it out so so strongly. Um, but I mean, we have to remember that First Master is a much bigger company that doesn't also only do sim racing, but a lot of varied other stuff. So maybe their main focus is not sim racing uh, or steering wheels. So this might have a less pro uh, well uh, less high priority than other products that they sell, for example. So they are competitors, but at the same time, they have a, there are different scale companies, which, uh, well, Thrustmaster tenders to a bigger and wider market. So I would be, again, like the the bottom line question, do you think it will compare to a CSL DD? I've, I think they have no other option but to go for that because they have to be affordable and uh, they'll have to bring out something that can uh, compete with Fanatec, but yeah, beyond the, at least on the yeah, same I mean, price range. I think but, I think you're right. I think it has to compete with the CSL DD. It doesn't necessarily have to um, trounce it, does it? It has to at no. least compete, right? It has to It has to give the option for people that have uh, Thrustmaster wheels to hopefully be able to still use their, well, their uh, steering rims if they want to. If they are compatible or not, we will find out. But they might not be from a design perspective because they might not have the strength uh, for the force that a direct drive wheel can uh, produce. But again, maybe maybe they will. Uh, we will we will find out soon enough. But it will still be. Yeah, it will be. I don't know what it will be, but I'm. I would put uh, my best thoughts on uh, it being a challenger to the CSLDD because then it becomes affordable and makes sense for a wider consumer range. If you come out with a super high-tech wheel, like let's say something that would rival the BMW wheel or the or the Bentley wheel from Fanatec, you'd not make many sales because it's such a specific product and so expensive that 
uh, it would maybe be like we talked uh, and like David mentioned a while ago. It's like the the main. It's like the Ferrari Enzo for Ferrari. It's like the flagship model that will attract attention for the next for the other products. But if you do that, then you have to have another product to follow suit for the wider market. So I think it's going to be a wide market product. That's what makes sense in my in my mind. But we'll we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, I mean, looking at you know, they got a lot of products out there, haven't they? Thrustmaster and um, you know, Flight Sims being one of those products. I'm pretty sure. I read somewhere that the Formula rim that they released with the display was going to be compatible with the DD rim because I'm pretty sure I posted a link to a tweet they put out to somebody I know that has the Formula rim for that reason. I'm, I, I, have, I don't think I've made that up. I'm trying to find it now. I'm trying to scroll through to try and find it. So bear with me and hopefully I do. But by the time we we move on to the next topic, I, I think... The thing that worries me, and it may not work, it may not be a, a genuine worry. It depends what you guys think, but it's got to be very plasticky, isn't it? Because looking at all of the other things that Thrustmaster make, it tends to be the unless you go for like a warthog kind of um, a more expensive range that they do for Sims. It, they they have metal as part of their components, but everything else, like even the new Boeing flight stick that they released it's all very plastic um is that a problem or do you think that that will help them to keep the cost down and to make it competitive with the csl dd and not forget that generally with thrustmaster it's base and wheel as part of the cost isn't it so um yeah no i i don't think that plastic you know uh, hard plastic is a problem per se um, it always depends on the way it is used uh, the parts where it is used uh, so uh, we'll have to see uh, surely to have something that's gonna be uh, competitive um, against their competitors price they're gonna have to uh, quote-unquote cut some corners uh, somewhere uh, and that's that's obvious. I mean, uh, uh, Fanatec did it too with their CCL, uh, CSLDD. I mean, uh, it's not, uh, of course, on the same quality and experience level as their uh, DD1 and DD2 wheels. I think that's their name, right? Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's yeah, they're called yeah, DD1 yeah. and DD2. So, so it's obvious that when you have to give that level of quality for that uh, much money you have to cut some things uh, so we'll have to see where Thrustmaster has made their cuts plastic in general as I've said it's not a problem depends uh, on uh, where you actually decide to use it because some stuff of course it's better if it's in a higher quality material so we'll see yeah it will have to be well plastic there's plastic and there's plastic. There's all kinds of different types of plastic, but uh, they'll have to be solid enough, of course, for the for the forces that the wheel puts out. And I'm sure they're testing this. And uh, they have to somehow be aiming for a wheel that, of at least a similar specs of a CSL DD and to, well, power pack or no power pack. Like it has to be at least on that level. And again, like you say, the wheels that are currently in the Thrustmaster ecosystem. Some of them might be up to 
the forces that the uh, wheel will put out. Some not, so that's again something you have to think about. Maybe you'll have some option to tune down if you're using a legacy wheel, and then you have the full power if you have a brand new wheel. Yeah, we'll we'll have to find out. And the, another interesting thing will be: it will this be packaged as a base, as a base plus wheel? Will it be packaged with pedals as well? Again, yeah. we'll have to see. Yeah, time 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 will tell. Wait, I can't find that that information. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I remember that you quoted that information in the previous podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty discussing. sure I'm not making I'm uh, not making it no, up. No, no, no. I re I remember you bringing it up before. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a it's it's a thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, before we move on to the next topic, I think I think it's worth just kind of touching on the fact that, especially at the moment with certain supply chains, as we know. Um, Especially in the well, globally, but also you know in the UK, Brexit hasn't helped with it either. Um, COVID has has impacted, and obviously what's going on in the world at the moment as well. Um, adding to that is affecting supply chains. Um, and Fanatec came out a couple of days ago and said, "Look, you know, dear customers, we're gonna you know look, we're gonna have to start increasing our prices because." Our costs are going up, and at the end of the day, they are a business. Um, and but not only that, is things are getting hard to come by at the moment. I mean, I work in IT, and getting hold of laptops and and monitors and uh, USB C docks and a lot of other items. And as people know, getting hold of graphics cards right now is still remains to be. A challenge and and if you're trying to get hold of a playstation 5 and, a, and a, an xbox you you are going to struggle uh, still you know and the playstation 5 has been out and so has the xbox both been out a little while so this is the world we live in so um surely challenging times for all manufacturers and um and i think that the likes of logitech and thrustmaster surely may have to increase their prices too it's 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 not fun out there at the moment is it the cost of living danny is also increasing for many and uh, not trying don't want to bring the mood down but um it's going to be tough for a little while yeah and we well we just have to, in a way to be thankful that <laughs> at least uh everything is all right with us but uh, yeah whatever happens around the world will to some degree bigger or smaller will impact our lives at some point and it, mm -hmm. like we know covid has impacted a lot and well covid and this uh, bitcoin madness has impacted the graphics cards uh yes bubble and uh, it doesn't look like it's gonna stop or come down i don't yeah see they can't ma down. they can't manufacture them fast enough can they to keep up with demand you know so it's a very vicious circle at the moment isn't it which again uh brings back the quintessential fact of life that we don't have to buy it we don't actually need it so yeah. if we just <laughs> keep going with what we have, I'm sure we'll still have hours and hours of fun. So and that's mostly also for the people that are thinking, hmm, should I uh, go for this uh, Thrustmaster drive drive or should I wait or should I go to a Fanatec one? Well, you can go to the secondhand market or buy something now or just keep enjoying what you have. We, if it's good enough, because some people have like, like you have a, a CSW 2.5 and which that's a pretty solid wheel and it will be for a long time. I love it. Even so sometimes we should also be thankful for what we already have. That's, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't see a reason to upgrade at the moment. 
So, you know, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't see a, a, a reason at all. Um, David A, you know, the, the, the challenges that are facing the likes of, you know, Thrustmaster, Fanatec, everybody else, surely prices everywhere are going to increase. Um, things may get worse before they get better, sadly. Um, it's just the world we live in, right? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately it is. Uh, we, uh, we were about to, you know, being able to uh, restore the manufacturing level of uh, chips and semiconductors, uh, semiconductors, I think it's the right pronunciation, because, you know, more and more countries were getting out of, lock, of lockdowns, even though we know that uh, in uh, some part of Asia, the situation is still not great. But now with the war, uh, there is the problem that uh, basically, I think that 70% of neon comes from Ukraine and uh, neon is fundamental to make chips. And uh, so with this situation, of course, uh, uh, we, we may now be able to have people uh, working again at full capacity in uh, in the industries producing chips and uh, uh, semiconductors, but now the problem is that uh, we're gonna probably be lacking of the resources to make them. So hopefully, you know, this situation will uh, will clear up. Uh, not just because we need technology, but because we need peace. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we need peace. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. The, the most important thing. Our times also for us petrol, because I don't know. Uh, oh, the you... cost of petrol. Oh, yeah, I, diesel, I mean, man. Yeah. Here, here in Italy, uh, we're paying uh, diesel or or uh, gasoline is exactly the same. <laughs> we're paying right now two euros point three for each liter. So <laughs> the situation is not a great. Yeah, it's about it's nearing two pound a liter here. So oh, yeah, basically, for yeah. maybe even a bit worse for you guys, uh, because yeah. well, I don't like I say, I don't think Brexit's helped that, you know. So because um, there's more, there's more costs for carriage and things to bring things into uh, the UK yeah. now. So yeah, more you know logistical nightmares that you know red tape and documents, and everything else. So and all all of that admin adds extra extra cost. So yeah, and just it's just boom. No, just a curiosity. Uh, in England, do you uh, make you know the calculations uh, on uh, liters or gallons? Liters. No, oh, I'll tell you, oh, man. It's, if you didn't think the UK was messed up enough, they sell at the pumps the fuel in liters, but then when they calculate their mileage, they, they uh, yeah, do miles per gallon. A, yeah, because <laughs> I know that they come in MPG. Yeah, so uh, I was thinking, All you know. Right. Okay. <laughs> Just adopt the metric system, you guys. You know it's superior. <laughs> Leave the imperialists behind. Okay. Yeah, right. We digress. You made, your, you made your point. Yeah. Anyway, right. We're not here um, to talk about that. Um, okay. So I think we're all in agreement. It's an, it's an important moment for Thrustmaster. I think it's an important moment for sim racing. They've got to get this right. But we also feel that maybe they're a little bit too late to react because I think they were caught with their pants down by their ankles a little bit by Fanatec. And whether Logitech give a damn, time will tell, right? Whether they'll decide to throw their hat into the DD ring. Okay, right. 
So that is topic number two, done and dusted. Let's move on to number three. As we know, I spend a lot of time playing Assetto Corsa Competizione. And you know what's really funny is when there's an article posted on the race department about Assetto Corsa Competizione, I don't know if they're trolls or whether they're just plain stupid. But people go, where's the Nordschleife? Where's this track? Where's that track? Oh, I wish <laughs> I could race this car around this track or that. You know, you do understand this game is about the SRO series, right? So anything that sits under the SRO banner will likely be what comes to the game. And people really do struggle with this. But also, I get why people... I remember Danny saying he was getting a bit bored of ACC at one point because it is the same tracks. It is the same cars. Um, but Danny, you've got some new content coming. Yes. And although it's not new tracks, it's still uh, good enough to keep me like a tiny bit hyped because uh, we're going to discuss it. And the, the article on race department shows the photo of the BMW M2 CS uh, racing. And uh, and it says we don't know what the remaining cars are going to be. It's, so it's a pack about with new cars. Well, we know we know one more, Danny. Have you not seen that today? Uh, well, I'll, I'm going to tell the you something. The Audi I, R9 LMS GT3 Evo 2 has been confirmed. R9. Wow, that's that's something I didn't know. Yes, Danny. It's called R9. I thought it was called R8. Wow. Yes. Uh, R9. Wow, okay, that's... And man types on keyboard very loudly there. Anyway, go <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, day, one day you will learn that a microphone picks up your keyboard. But there we go, right. Uh, so, yeah, I'll so tell you something, I'll tell you something. Well, go two double, double somethings. First, yes. I'm pretty sure that Audi R9 is a typo because the car is the Audi R8. Um, the second thing... I think, uh, you might be, I think you might be right, actually. Oh, I'm, I'm not the long time keyboard typer at the moment. No, I was trying to get you into trouble. <laughs> I, I was you putting sneaky in. little... I was You're writing right. random it, it, things. It is, it is a typo. It is the R8, yes, because I retweeted the Assetto Corsa um, announcement and uh, whoever posted the article on uh, Race Department is um typing from the future with the r 9 yeah anyway um that's cool the car had been announced already for a while by audi so it's cool that it's make gonna be in the game um but there's at the same time there's something else that's been uh, and this is like unofficial do you remember when the 1.8 uh update came out uh it was a, which was quite a big update to the physics yes. as well Yes. Uh, that was a big, big update. And when that yes. update came out, in one of the change logs or on that, was it on SteamDB or some, in some pla or in some GitHub, I don't remember where it was, on some platform uh, that does release, uh, like re change logs and release logs for the, before the update came out, there was for, I don't know if, if it was for a day or for an hour or for 10 minutes, for a very short amount of time, there were screenshots of cars that were planned and it, they were quickly removed without even ever being mentioned in the change log at, itself, but they were just posted those pictures and then it disappeared. And those were the BMW M2, uh, the new well, a Porsche, uh, the new Porsche Cup, which is the 992, the new uh, the Huracan Super Trofeo uh, 2, but we already knew that was going to come because uh, yeah. Kunos announced it, and 
a Ferrari Challenge, which is a 488, but a, a lower spec than a GT3. So those four cars have been maybe mistakenly pre-announced all the way back to 1.8. And some people, of course, managed to get a screenshot and keep it before Kunos deleted this stuff. So I'm expecting those cars to come out uh, as well. So for this, is, this could be a sneak preview for all those who listen to this episode before the release. You might can already I, know all of the cars coming, even though it hasn't been officially announced. But I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But we will see. I'm can I confident. add something uh, uh, yes. about this topic, basically? Uh, it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was the beginning of March when I received an email uh, and, you know, uh, nothing special because I think that everyone who has registered on uh, the Ferrari sports mailing list uh, has received it too from Ferrari that... Um, we're announcing their new team, uh, their new esports team for this year, and their new, uh, you know, commercial partners uh, partner, which is uh, Velos, I think it's it is named. It's a uh, crypto uh, company. Uh, so basically, in this mail, they were saying uh, that on the twenty third of March. No, sorry, that uh, I don't think that there was. Um, that they were mentioning any exact date, probably. They were just saying that uh, during the second half of March, uh, some news relating to uh, Assetto Corsa Competizione were going to come, uh, come out with some new cars. And also, they said in this mail, um, they, say, they said, uh, uh, there's going to be also... Uh, you know, new possibilities about uh, trucks. Uh, you're going to wait and see. Uh, and then just after they were saying, uh, and we're going to, uh, you know, uh, strengthen our presence in North America. So basically everyone who was capable of making, you know, two plus two, considering the teasers that uh, Kunos have made in December, understood from that mail that uh, the North American DLC uh, was going to come, <laughs> and that uh, um, you know, new infos. Uh, uh, Surely it is though, because there's there's, there's there've been some screenshots which definitely show. Yeah, no, the, North the American fun- tracks, right? Yeah, the, the funny fact is just I've seen that, at least one. Yeah, yeah, the fu- the funny fact is that basically Ferrari confirmed all cars and trucks before Kunos, uh, and uh, a couple of days later. Kunos made a tweet saying, uh, yeah, we have new cars, uh, they're going to be here. So I'm wondering if <laughs> they, they <laughs> were touched. Jump the gun a bit. Yeah, yeah, if uh, Ferrari, Ferrari kind of, uh, you know, put them in a position where they, <laughs> at that point, they had to announce their stuff or if it's, uh, you know, if the date uh, was set anyway. But it was kind of funny reading that from that mailing list. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the information has kind of leaked here and, and there. there's going to be a Porsche <laughs> as well, isn't there? There's going to be a Porsche too. Yeah, you haven't mentioned the Porsche, did you? Yeah, did you? the one, uh, the one that oh. uh, has been included in iRacing. Yeah, uh, I did. But uh, of yeah. course, yeah. Ferrari is not. So I was, I was switched off while you were talking. So um, yeah, happens. Um, <laughs> um, but it, it's got a. I mean, the, the cars are fantastic, but I, I, it would be good to get some new tracks. Those North American tracks would be, and you know, people have also said, "Well, could we could we not get the Asian tracks as well?" I mean, that would be that would be awesome as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, tracks would be great. I mean, more than the cars, 
I've, I've, I've made my point before, Trax would be yeah. uh, my priority, because although it's a small game and there's not that many cars compared to most games, there's enough cars and they're complex enough to be different from each other. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. the tracks you master them, of course, okay, they can be driven differently with different cars, but once you've done enough laps in a track, that's it. Uh, it's nice to have a new challenge with a new track. If you have a new car, yes, you can throw it around that track that you know, but I think a new track has more life than a new car. That's, but that's just me personally. But there were teasers about, I think it was Circuit of the Americas, I think. I haven't seen about any other ones, but well, more than one track would be great, but I guess we'll find out in uh, 11 days. No, nine days. Wow. From today's recording date, so... Uh, yeah, there should yeah. be um, the one from the previous season. So I think that they were uh, uh, Daytona, uh, Kota, Watkins Glen, Mossport, I believe. And there was another one that's now skipping my mind. And you can see hints of that from the fact that, for example, Daytona uh, has been uh, released in a laser scan version from, for I think it was a Factor 2 or uh, iRacing, I think that they already have it, but they made an updated version. So, yeah, iRacing has an updated version. Now. You know, the fact that uh, during the last two months, some American trucks have been released in a laser scan form for other themes. Um, you know, if you're clever enough, make you understand that the same data has arrived in Kuno Sense. And since they were, you know, teasing North American trucks and DLC, uh, I think we're going to get the 2021 seasons uh, one. So, so. I somehow feel we're not going to get them all, but well, if it's the case, I'll be very, very happy and I'll for sure be, be back to the game. And again, but it brings a flip side because when the British GT pack came out, uh, yeah, the the tracks were really cool with the British ones. Uh, but for at, at the same time, I think I haven't actually raced Alton Park on ACC, although I've raced that track Whoa. many. I've raced that track many times on R Factor Two and AC and AMS. But I oh, just, that's great. Do you know I what? love the track, but I haven't it, done it, it on it ACC. I don't think. I mean, this this M two. I, I like it. This M two, I think, will be great round there because it doesn't. Because that's the thing, it doesn't sit in the GT3 or GT4 categories, a bit like the Porsche Cup, where you can kind of maybe consider, how would you, how would you, where would you put the, the Cup, the Porsche Cup? You wouldn't, would you say that's more of a GT3 than a GT, you would, wouldn't you? Well, it's, uh, depends on the power and the gear ratios, but I mean, it's faster than a GT3 at Spa, for example, in terms yeah. of top speed, top speed. So it's, kind of in its, um, own, it's kind of in its own class. But in terms of philosophy, it's a bit more like a GT4, but again, yeah. Uh, I it think that it is more kind of a GT2 car that that new maybe. series yeah, that maybe. Uh, they made. But I mean, it's like the thing here is it kind of like the M2 doesn't really sit in that category, doesn't in either of those categories. So it's but kind of in a of class it, of its own. Yeah, that's the another thing that I'm actually quite passionate about is a single make uh, like trophies or cups like with yeah. the same car where yeah. it becomes much more of a level playing field. Yeah. Um, so I look forward. To, well, my ultimate dream would be to have multi-class of such cars. I drove, I drove, in, one, I drove in one recently in the. Um, oh, which which car was it? It wasn't the KTM, was it? No, yeah, it was a G, it was a GT4 event, and uh, the one and only Jimmy Broadbent was taking part. Oh my god, he absolutely killed me. He was so much faster than me. It was it was actually embarrassing. Um. Yeah, get a practice, man. 
Well, I do. I, you know, I have a full time job. It's it's hard. It's hard to practice. But, yeah, you know, his full time job is sim racing, so it makes. Well, it would be a bit bad if you were still. Wait, well, yeah, but it, you know, like for him, I'm pretty sure when he started out his, you know, sim racing channel, it, um, it wasn't. You know, he had a, probably had a job. You know, then, um, but you know, a bit. I got. I mean, in, in the grand in the grand scheme of life, I kind of got into sim racing a bit. I guess even though I'd, you know, played games, never really bought the the, the wheel and pedals till later in life, and. And by then, you know, I, I'm working full time and, um, you know, life gets in the way, doesn't it? Or does uh, get mean, in the way of life? Mean, I'm not really sure. You know, making comparison is pointless because uh, it's as if, you know, uh, let's say I must, uh, I start to swim and I compare myself to an athlete, you know, uh, that does a, you know, swimming competition in the Olympics. Uh, you know, that's his, career, his or her career. So it's a, it's a yeah. completely different situation. Yeah, but, but he had to, he had to, what my point is, he had to get to that point where, you know, he was probably living at home and allowed him to, you know, he didn't have bills and whatnot to pay. And, it, and, it, and at a point in time, you have the opportunities to, to, to take a risk. Right, that's that's why I'm yeah. that's why I'm getting at right, and he took that, um, you know, like anyway, anyway, we've completely digressed. Um, so yeah, we're so, talking about ACC <laughs> cars. Yeah, we yeah we were yeah we are even. Um, so I'm I'm genuinely excited about the new content coming and and particularly the new Audi because I'm currently enjoying the Audi and it just, but it just isn't it isn't able to. Comp- compete um which you know is the excuse i'm going to use when i'm two seconds off the pace of in the race <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I just so i hope that. when the new audi comes out that what i don't want is i don't want everybody to jump and suddenly go oh are oh, the audi's op and not everybody and their son is racing the audi no no i no, hope no, they no, do no. i hope they do because you, then less people will take the bmw m4 stick, which is you stick with the cars you're in i've been an audi driver for a couple of seasons now i'm gonna drive the new audi go away Right. That's not going to happen. <laughs> All the BMW M4 wannabes, oh, they'll jump to the Audi. And I'll oh, be happy because oh, I'm sick oh, of that oh, car. Oh, pay, oh, pay. Yes. Go away. Yeah. Well, away. I just one one strange the... thing, though. Uh, this BMW M2 car, though, going back to the, the yes. this cup car. Uh, since I'm thinking about I'm talking now about the M4, which was the last OP car, It, it which is a good car. and But most tracks, you never use the sixth gear on that car because the fifth gear is so long. And I think it's maybe because they are planning already to have this homologation ready for when they race at Le Mans. Um, at the same right. time, this BMW M2 has seven gears. It does, yes. So either they're super short or they have like, this racing version has like a final drive uh, that is much shorter or we're, it's going to be pretty much two gears <laughs> never used. So yeah, I'm curious to see what this car is like in terms of driving because of this this specific aspect. Okay. David Day, any final words? Yeah, I was, I before was saying... We, before I, we put you to sleep? What, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that these new cup cars uh, find their way into some, uh, uh, you know, online racing in the competition servers because... Well, uh, do you know what? It's funny you, know, you should say that because I was having a very similar thought because let's just think... You know, BMW recently had a bit of a tie-in with Fanatec, 
Fanatec, you know, have logos and what and sponsorship in Assetto Corsa Competizione. What do you, what do you suspect that? You know, we've seen BMW do esports series in other games. Wouldn't surprise me. This comes out, there'll be an esports series announced. Oh yeah, there's gonna be already one with the with the uh, 488 challenge from Ferrari. I mean, that I was referring to before is it was yeah. already hinting on that. that well, they've been um, doing a set of course of Positionium, and our friend Paul, Mr. Paul Jeffrey um, was commentating on it, and also commentate for Ferrari during the the uh, virtual Le Mans 24 as well, didn't he? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the the funny thing about the 488, I was thinking, uh, you know, when I was, uh, uh, you know, thinking about this uh, this DLC, is that uh, in the original AC, it was uh, given for free to to AC owners. Uh, so I'm kind of interested to see, you know, the final price of this DLC because, I mean, I know that the physics in ACC is a completely different thing from AC, but I mean, you know, we know how some people are, <laughs> some people may, be, may say, why do I have to pay for something that has been given me for free official content <laughs> in AC? And, you know, there's plenty more people playing AC rather than ACC, especially because of the shaders patch. So it's going to be interesting to see well, what, you know, which price is going to be given on, on the Ferrari on, could uh, could come deployed for free during the update of the DLC? We don't know if it's actually going to be part of the DLC or if it's going to be just freely given to the game users. True, true. For now, it hasn't yet been uh, officially announced, so it could be that uh, okay. might be you know uh, a side release. And we and we all and we all know when when um, the the guys finally finally announce Kunos finally announce. Uh, the, the the content and then they announce the price. People will will not be happy with the cost. <laughs> we just you just know it, right? Yeah. You just know. Right? Yeah, true. You know, so you know, you know, this is what keeps the fantastic game moving forward and being developed and so forth. And and this is the this is the the money makes the world go round. And I think people need to kind of. I mean, we weren't long ago just sort of talking about the cost of diesel. And everything else, and you know, it's, it's the same for the companies and the, you know the electricity they you know that they that they use to power their developers' PCs and laptops and everything else and their testing rigs. Everybody's got costs that are going up, and but even before that, if you want if you want the games, this content, it, it, you know they they can't pay these people something in order to release this stuff. So um, money doesn't grow on trees, I'm afraid, um, and that is the reality. If you think. And it grows on trees. Well, I'm sorry to tell you that you are you are mistaken. Okay, so looking forward to that then on uh, March 23rd. New content for Seto Corsa Competizione. So um, very excited about that. Right. Yes. Yes, indeed, sir. Moving on to the next topic. DTM. Also a GT3 series these days, isn't it, guys? Yeah, yeah. it's DTM only in name. Again, it doesn't really matter. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> well, you say unfortunately, but isn't that isn't that a good thing, really? Because it should bring the cost down and so forth. And 
you know, I, I love the DTM cars of the nineties and what and whatnot, but obviously something needs to change because the series was, let's be honest, was dying out. Um, but, well, have you um, seen the DTM last year? It was not really that exciting of a season. Well, it was maybe, but maybe not for the for the right reasons. Yeah, and the grid yeah. wasn't that big. And uh, to be honest, it just yeah. felt like another GT3 series. Maybe. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, there are. I mean, G, I mean, let's be honest. It's just a, it's a good a good level of car, but it but it's also a drivable level. Um, of car and, and unfortunately that you know that's the appeal it it does mean that series you know are, are, do become pretty similar but anyway um dtm 2021 pack has been released for race room uh, and that brings the ferrari 488 gt3 which we were just talking about for set of course and and also the mclaren 720s gt3 and um yeah i mean you know includes deliveries for the 2021 uh season as well except for the lamborghini hurricane gt3 uh so yeah it's great i mean you know six vehicles 22 liveries all the tracks from the 2022 dtm canada are available in separately through the race room store as well so if you want to get some gt3 race on Race room might be your answer if you're not a Assetto Corsa Capizione fan, Davide. Yeah, uh, there is people that uh, do prefer uh, the GT freeze in uh, race room compared to ACC. Uh, I've seen that uh, uh, that opinion uh, because uh, you know. Um, it is true that in ACC you have to be very precise with your input uh, in a semi-chirurgical way. Well, instead, uh, from what I understand, I've, I haven't yet driven these cars, but in a race room, the GT3s are more capable of, uh, you know, moving around in a way. You need to be less precise. So uh, there is people that do prefer that kind of. Uh, of uh, 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 dynamics in uh, in the vehicle compared to the ones in ACC. So, uh, as we were saying, happy day. So, <laughs> who prefers you know the way GT three GT three cars are depicted in ACC do have the choice, and people that prefer a different different dynamic dynamics to the vehicle might be interested in uh, uh, in uh, their representation that uh, sector free with race room did and uh, you know it, to me it's sad that uh, DTM has become another uh, GT3 series because uh, it has lost uh, you know its uh, its peculiarity that what made it uh, original but um, at the same time it is interesting because it's uh, GT freeze, but with kind of different specs compared to the GT freeze in, in the SRO, because you know uh, every GT three series then has uh, its specific uh, you know uh, rules about uh, ballast and uh, restrictors and uh, gearbox and so on. So uh, although they are GT freeze, they are in a different uh, sort of a different spec category compared to. The ones you may have in ACC, or also in R Factor Two, which depicts another series 
uh, of GT3s that um, are the ones uh, in, uh, uh, it's called that series, I don't remember right now. The um, Preventic, the 24-hour series? Is it? I actually yeah. don't know. It's, uh, yeah. The 24-hour well, look series. Look at me, I haven't got a Scooby. Right, <laughs> right now it's escaping me, but basically in our factor two, um, in race room and in ACC, we have GT3 cars of three different uh, specs because they race in three different series. So, actually, four because the race room also has the ADAC. Oh uh, yeah, Masters. true. Yeah, true. So, there, you know, you kind of, uh, if you like GT3 cars, you also have right now the choice of choosing your uh, specific flavor to it. It's, and it's and nice. a good reminder that race room has a lot of more tracks than ACC. So oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. You can drive GT three cars in a lot of new tracks. That's a nice bonus. Yeah, race room also has uh, some really nice um, immersion factor because, for example, if you uh, just to give a random example that's now coming to my mind, if you race in Zandvoort, uh, when cars are not going uh, around or you know you can hear. Uh, the environmental sound, you can hear seagulls because you are near the sea, you can hear wind also because you're near the sea. And, you know, this is soundboard, but in every track you have uh, um, very realistic uh, depiction also through sounds uh, of the environment there is in that track. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's very nice. And uh, it also has good AI, yeah. going back to, to our first <laughs> topic. <laughs> so. It's a, it's a nice sim. Yeah, I mean, um, just looking at the, the, the pack at the moment, Danny, in the store, it's currently on sale as well. So um, about 50% off as things That's stand. Nice and, when they, when and, it's, and it's nice that it, you know, as, as, as much as it's great they've announced two, two cars, it's a six in total. You've got, I've already mentioned McLaren and Ferrari, but the... Audi R8, the BMW M6, the Mercedes AMG, and the Porsche 911. Yeah, uh, nice. Paul, Paul, I don't think uh, that's a sale. That's um, uh, usually the way uh, re, uh, sector free. Oh, race is it because happens. of the you save that amount of money if you buy them as a pack rather than? Individually? Yeah, exactly. If you were if you were to buy those cars by themselves, you will pay fifty eight percent more compared oh, to. Oh, I'm with you. It, it, so it's it literally, but it's ten. So it's only ten pound eighty nine for all those cars. It's actually not a bad price, to be fair. No, no, absolutely. And, and also, you're... there's the fact that a bit like in the style of I racing, but of course in a much cheaper scale, you only have to buy the car that you actually want to drive. You can try them out and if you choose one that you want to stick to, and you can just buy that one if you don't yeah. want to spend yeah. all that yeah. right. it's, it's been a while since I've loaded race room, actually. And the funny thing is that if you want to, you know, make a specific choice because, you know, maybe you're tight on budget and just buy one, just buy the best one, just buy the Ferrari. It's there in the pack, so... <laughs> It gives free publicity by David Day and everything. Do you know what? Do you know what's even better? <laughs> now, now that I've now that I've signed into my account, I actually save sixty three percent if I buy them all, and it's under ten pounds for all six cars. Probably you have some uh, some liveries uh, or, or or some or or a car probably from from uh, the pack. Oh, I don't. Oh. No, a car. Yeah. No, I, that's really weird. I, it reckons I only need to pay 24 pence for the M6. I don't know why. Probably because you have the, uh, yeah, the current. It's, it's no longer. 
Used? I, I don't, don't know. It doesn't really say. Anyway. Anyway, it's cheap. It's cheap. And you yeah. only have to buy the car that you actually want to drive. So. Yeah. I mean, also I like, you I can like test. System. You can test drive the cars without buying them as well, can't you? Yep. So. Yeah. 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 So listeners, should buy uh, should Paul buy the <laughs> pack or not? Let us know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna buy it because I'll never play it. I just don't have the time. I mean I don't have the time to play all the games I own now, let alone buying more content for a game that I haven't booted up in a while. But you know, I I have enjoyed race room when I raced on it. Um but I mean like we touched on before, I mean the the UI on Race Room and, and some other games just maybe get a little bit left behind, but it's but um, but uh, as we touched in the the other podcast about the graphics, right? Graphics don't are a part of it, blah 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 blah. You know. Anyway, but it's an easy way to race against Davide because I've had my first ranked races against Davide on Race Room, so uh-huh. yeah. yeah, there you I go. Know. If you want to want to whoop some Italian ass, you know where to go. We raced with touring cars on Suzuka. Yes. Which, which, we, is, we definitely, which is definitely not my truck. So. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't take each other out, no? No, no, no. No, other, no. no, it, no it was fun because uh, uh, it was kind of, uh, I don't know if you guys <laughs> have seen that. the Driven movie with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I know the one. The he's an IndyCar uh, racer. Yeah, yeah basi- basically. Well, you, I, you know, like you do, you go, you go race race cars on the street. That's how, how, how he rolls. <laughs> no, because basically at some point I felt uh, like uh, we were the main characters of that movie because me and Danny were, uh, uh, he was in front of me and I was behind him and uh, we were um, reaching cars and uh, Danny went around and then I went around and we were saying, uh, uh, come on, overtake him now, I'll, t- I'll take him too. <laughs> and then Danny was saying, uh, did you overtake him? Yes, yes, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> so it felt uh, kind of like the last race in Driven where uh, uh, Stallone is, uh, is um, bringing the younger driver <laughs> along with him. On the track yeah it was a funny start because i hadn't played that game in a long time and i couldn't find like the drive or the go button so i had to start from the pits because i couldn't go to the grid on time and then david got taken out like on the first lap or something so we were both dead last and then we were fighting our our way through the pack yeah so it was it was good fun good fun was good. that in race good. Good. races good to see you guys playing nice each other away from the podcast there we go right we always do it's just you man <laughs> Just be what? We always do treat each other nicely. It's just you that doesn't treat us nicely. You should come and drive with us and you'll see. Yeah, the the thing is, dear listeners, that uh, me and Danny, we're not trying to exclude Paul. It is him that excludes himself from our friendship. We want to race with him. We want to spend time with him. But he always plays, you know, like uh, the superior British. He doesn't want anything to do with us. Lowly Mediterranean <laughs> peoples. <laughs> we, we, we race among we race among ourselves uh, just because Paul doesn't want to race with us. That. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The proof from the source. Paul, I'm sorry to inform you that your British Empire has fallen. <laughs> you don't have any more of your colonies. <laughs> Oh, do you know what it? Do you know what it is, guys? It's just because I've got got so damn popular. I just, you know, like I got I got a message the other day. Oh, do you want to enjoy? It? Do you want to drive in our endurance event at uh, 
AC Sim Sim series. I got offered a, a drive in, the, in the, the previous round and I was like, no, I can't, I can't be bothered. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'll be taking part in a in an event at Suzuka. Um, in I just don't know what car we're in yet. I'm I'm trying to find out, but nobody's able to tell me because I need to practice for it. Um, but yeah, no, we no, we should we should genuinely do something. Maybe we maybe we form a team and do some event at some point. Yeah, we should definitely do a. We should do like a like a race department podcast team in an event, perhaps. Yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for okay. it. Okay. All right, let's um, let's let's put that into organized. the consideration yes. box and see which event. No, 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 it's considered and decided. Now let's find an actual race and a date. And in ACC? Yeah, I mean we all play it, right? Yeah. So let's do it. David Day. Well, as long as it is not yes. too long, because you have to remember that I'm racing with a gamepad, so I'll get cramps on my hands. Oh, so if it's not too long, no, I mean, yeah, an hour I can do. Yeah, you can do one hour stint. We'll, I'll find the race for us. Don't worry, guys. And then we'll, we'll let people know how it went. It's going <laughs> to happen. Maybe, maybe we find an event and then we'll speak to Bram and then we'll see if we can stream it on race department. That would be ace. Then that means we can even create our own event <laughs> on Sim Racing GP. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, it's going to be in the works. Maybe it's gonna maybe happen. the Race Department Podcast Endurance event. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, we've been promising that for a few years, so it's about time it happens. Yeah, no, we should. But now we have SG... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, it will I happen. Have, I it have the bit... I see. <laughs> I, uh, okay. Let's take this offline. Uh, but I I have admin rights uh, on the race department in SGP and I can create events. But I don't want to... Yeah. Okay. Yes, but it needs to be... Later. Okay. Let's... Let... Okay. Cogs are turning in my head right now. <laughs> There's smoke pouring out of my, out of my ears. They are slowly spinning. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. All right. All right. Be, you could be hurtful at times, David Day. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. I'm messing. Right. Okay. Uh, so that's the four main topics. We've got a few worthy mentions. So let's move on to those bad boys. Okay. Danny, you, um, you've done some track day recently or did a track day recently? Yes. And yes. uh, I just wanted, wanted to say, like, share some uh, pointers because I don't know. I know that a lot of us uh, enjoy sim racing, of course, if you're listening to this, uh, but not as many as I've had the chance to go on an actual track. And I've done it for, well, it was my second time, but it was the first time with my car. Um, oh. So, so, to your great dismay, and uh, because that's just the truth, I did practice for my track day on Project Cars 2. Why? Because there is the track there, which is Knock Hill, the only racetrack in Scotland. Yes. And it even, well, you know, through AMS2, you know how much you can vary the weather conditions and all yes. this. You can program anything you want. So I put something that would be related to what the weather was like, which was early morning, like eight, six degrees. And yes. the game has the same car that I drive in on the road. So I could actually practice with my car. Okay. Uh, so then I went for a few laps and of, of course I... My main goal was to be ready that when I come to the track, I don't actually have to learn the track. I will already know it and I'll just be able to just enjoy. So it was really great to 
well, see some differences first because, well, for those that actually know the Knock Hill track in Scotland, it's very much a typical British track. It goes up, it has a lot of elevation changes, a bit like Alton Park or Brands Hatch. Uh, it's a bit smaller, but it has a lot. It's, the turn one is a huge blind corner. You don't even see where it goes, but it, it's a big uh, drop off. And uh, of course, well, not of course, but imported cars too, it was not as pronounced. So that was the first big. Uh, wow moment when I went through the first corner at some speed, like, okay, <laughs> I couldn't actually see the corner. I wasn't really, although I had driven the car on the game many times, mm -hmm. I actually did not really know where I was, well, where exactly I was pointing my car. But it was kind of there or thereabouts, just that I couldn't see it. And um, that was the first uh, big difference point. Another one was um, how quickly, even though I was racing with them, I was practicing on Portage Cars 2 with a, with a road car. Uh, the tires and the brakes fade much more quickly than they do on a race sim. Like after a few laps, brakes were not really working that well. The car was felt like it had jelly, jelly tires. So um, it really shows in a way, well, either, of course, most games only simulate kind of racing tires. Uh, but um, yeah, there's there was a lot more happening in terms of the, the car's balance just from the tires getting hot. And another thing was that um, uh, yeah, it was, it was the tires, the brakes, and, well, of course it's a road car that the engine temperature was being a factor, which is not a really a factor in, uh, in mm -hmm. most games. Unfortunately, Live for Speed was actually one of the games where engine temperatures and clutch temperatures are, were actually influencing the state of your car. But, um, yeah, it was, it was great to see that in general, the track, it had all the lights, the, the banners with the like with the flags, everything was pretty much the same. Yeah, and it was great to be able to practice in sim racing and go to the track and actually see that how how similar it is. So I, if anybody has a chance to go on a track that they have in any of their sim racing games, I really recommend them to practice their track like a lot with a similar car to what they have, and it will save them so much time at the track itself because they won't have to learn the track and they won't be afraid of uh, where does it go. Yeah, it's um, it really showed me that sim racing really does make a difference. I know it's not the same as yeah. a Formula One simulator or a DTM simulator that those guys spend one million pounds on developing, but it's it's a really great, for, a, for it being a video game, It's they are at the level of really being useful for preparing uh, for, for track days, at least. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, all right, thank you very much for that insight. Um, next thing I want, another worthy mention is um, AMS2 update uh, got released uh, not long ago, uh, which is great to see. Um, which has also included some more IndyCar content uh, as part of the USA Part 2 uh, DLC. Uh, I don't know if either of you have tried uh, the IndyCar cars that were released previously, but they are they are hard to drive. Um, but this particular year in IndyCar, which I think is 1995, is kind of the year before the big IndyCar split and it's kind of seen as like the best ever year for IndyCar. Um, and uh, so there, are, there are some YouTube videos. I know that Mike, uh, um, Sim Racing 604, uh, released a video as well. And he's also written an article uh, about the new content at Race Department. Um, you guys going to give this a go or um, not fast? Not at the moment, eventually, like you know. When I have, for that one sunny or rainy day, eventually I'll get back to MMS too. One day. Every day? 
Well, if they ever improve the gamepad support, they will. <laughs> <laughs> you just call her not on your speed dial. Come on. Oh, man. Oh, man. Right. Okay. Uh, that's just no helping some people. Um, we had in F1, we had the shakedown, and now we've had the official test in Bahrain, the season opener. We'll uh, just sort of be happening as this podcast is released. So we've timed it well. Um, David A. I alluded to this at the beginning of the podcast, but Ferrari looks strong, don't they? It seems like it. Hopefully, uh, you Brilliant. know. Brilliant. Thank you for that. And um, no, I'm only, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm only messing, David. What were you, you going to say? You hurt. You hurt me with your. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. You, you hurt me earlier on, David. So all, all fair in love and war. So yeah. Yeah, but you. No, go on. In all honesty, I genu genuinely, <laughs> genuinely think, I think Ferrari have got a chance, and I'm not just saying that, but it's it's only it's only testing, right? And last yeah. year, people were writing Mercedes off or Mercedes, as you'd call them. So, who knows, really? Do we? You know, we don't really know until the first race, or do we know after the first three? Mm, yeah, we'll have to see because, you know, being completely different cars this year, I mean, for what it concerns, you know, Chassis and, um, and Aero, there's uh, they're something completely new. So I think that this year is going to be a little messy in a way, uh, but that ensures also, you know, that it's going to be fun. You know, from next year, uh, the cars are going to be more similar to one another because, you know, manufacturers will have understood uh, which aero solutions uh, will be better. So we have to enjoy this year because from the next one, uh, they're going to be, you know, variation of the same uh, 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 of the same solution like we have had for the last uh, 10 years or so. So let's let's enjoy this year and hopefully you know as you as you said uh ferrari will be strong also because they've spent the last two years developing this car so they so if they've messed up we're really beyond any hope so yeah hopefully. yeah i think um looking at the i don't know how much attention you pay to the f1 tested danny i know you know we were talking before we started recording that you know you're kind of telling me well you know, we were talking about other bits of video like, well, F1 this, F1 that. So I'm not sure how much uh, you've been paying attention. But I I, I mean, it, it probably happened before, but not that I can remember. That F1 cars throughout the grid all look different. Yeah, that's that's refreshing to see, in a way. I haven't really followed any testing and or the draft survivor or anything, but I've seen a comparison like... Um, like fifty percent of a car, like fifty, like a left half of a Ferrari and the right yeah. half was the Mercedes, and yes. the side pods are like night and day. Yes, completely different. So that's well, that's well the a Mercedes nice thing. don't really have the side pods. They have like they've now put these fins on, yeah, which so add the wing mirror attached. Like, so yeah, really different approaches. And, yeah, uh, I saw this head banging kind of stuff happening to the driver. I don't know. Yeah, per porpoising uh, they call the it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how how they can cope with that for a whole race. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, but, I watched uh, a little bit of testing and what really started to get on my nerves was the fact how often these cars were grinding out around Bahrain. And I don't like the scraping noise. It's, it's really noticeable in these particular cars, spec of cars. But I, also during testing, they were playing these um, videos that have been made uh, by F1 to explain the changes. And I, I hadn't realised 
how dramatic the rear wing change had been. So before the airflow coming or disturbed air coming off the rear wing was heading towards the car following. But now what they've done is they've created that rear wing to project it up more at a 45 degree angle. So that dirty air is going up at an angle. But think of it like a plane launching from the from a runway. Right. And so they've reduced the dirty air, they reckon, by 30%, which is quite a number when you when you think about it. So um so yeah I, I think it's ex I I I'm I'm excited for the season. I think especially after how last season ended as well. I'm interested to see how because looking at testing, I would again you don't know because like there's a meme being flying around where you've got three different Spider-Men and, and it's Mercedes, Red Bull and Ferrari all pointing at each other going you're the faster car because no one really wants to admit yeah. that they are the faster car, right? Um, and uh, because everybody likes being the underdog, okay? Because if you're not the underdog, everybody hates you, right? That's how that's how it works. I mean, you know, I'm sure you guys are aware you've got the FA Cup in the UK. If you've got a Harlow Town playing against Chelsea, everybody, everybody in except for Chelsea fans, want Harlow Town to beat, you know, beat them because they are the underdog, right? Everybody loves an underdog story. Um, um, and I've been watching Drive to Survive, which got released on Netflix uh, on Friday, just gone. And I watched the final episode today. And you forget how much goes on through a season, you know, and um, everybody remembers what happened at the last moment of the last race at the end of last season. Uh, but not everybody remembers the, you know, the fact that, um, you know, Hamilton kind of kept his position earlier in that race by going off the track. But rather than having to give the position back, he gave the time back, which was a very odd decision when you think about it in reflection. But then so was the decision to let only five cars pass. That was also an odd decision. But then there was also other previous decisions early on in the season, again, which were odd. It was just an odd season for odd decisions. It was inconsistent. And I think that hopefully the changes that the FIA have put in place will, will, will make it better for us as a viewer and I'm, I'm excited about that as well as the the new cars but drive to survive um have either of you watched it nope not yet okay are you going to maybe to be honest i like the first one but afterwards okay i'd like them less so, but maybe maybe david uh i'm not sure you know i've seen all of the previous ones but uh this year i'm not very compelled to watch it so Probably I will, Prob maybe not. So I'm not sure. Uh, it's kind of lost, you know. I really, really liked the first season because they went, uh, they, they they gave some real, uh, some really nice insight on you know the background and the backstory of some drivers. Like for example, remember the episode about Ricciardo and. Yeah. Um, there, there were others, also the one about uh, Gasly or also um, Grosjean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but from second, the second season onwards, it has become more of a, you know, a sort of Top Gun uh, on wheels. So I don't know. It, it's kind of become too flashy and 
uh, not much, uh, you know, meat uh, once you clear all uh, mm. all of the smoke. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, there is there is a bit of that. There's you know a bit of behind stuff, and and there are some genuinely awkward moments um, in. But I mean, drives to survive is not for Formula One fans, right? Let's be clear on that. Um, and there are Formula One fans that have given their views on it, and I don't I think they kind of realise that you've got to take it with a pinch of salt, right? It's an entertainment show. Um, and I think, honestly, that kind of reflects in the decisions that were made last season from from uh, the race director in places, you know, and, and we'll put that to one side. But um, you have to sort of just... But it's still still interesting, nevertheless. Um, and I have... I Whilst the last episode kind of brought back, you know, some frustrations about what happened, um, putting that to one side um, and making a mockery of F1, you know, um, it was still entertaining, and they and they didn't they didn't on the last episode they didn't hold back with some of the drivers' radio comments about what was happening and things. So that was actually quite good to see. It wasn't ster- it wasn't sterilized in certain ways. I think they've been kind of given a free reign. Um, but yeah, um, thoroughly and I really enjoyed it. I know other people haven't, but I have, and um, I think it's a good preamble for the next for the next season. Um, Okay, and then final mention, worth, definitely worthy mention. You've probably heard of Humble Bundle. Um, they currently have the um, release the Ultimate Sim Racing Bundle that you can purchase at the moment, which includes Assetto Corsa Composizione, Drift 21, Automobilista 2, iRacing, Assetto uh, Corsa, R Factor 2, NASCAR Heat 5, and Automobilista. Um, you know, for a really good price, um, and um, you can pay to choose the minimum amount, or if you want, you can pay to decide to pay more. And the money from the sales are going to the JDRF the direct, and direct relief organisations. Um, as we know, uh, there is a war going on at the moment, and um, you know, every every little bit helps. Um, you know, to go towards and making sure that you know people. Are looked after because unfortunately when there is war there are those innocent citizens that that lose their homes and family members and loved ones and everything else so which doesn't bear thinking about and whilst um, money won't replace those things um, money will help um, those people in need so um, yeah uh, a great cause I'm sure you agree um, and there'll be a link uh, in the podcast notes uh, for you to go or you can just if you use the podcast app the link will be appearing around about now and you can click directly on that link and it will take you to that page even, look, even if you own the games you know whilst um you can give give them away to someone i'm yeah, sure give to somebody else yeah yeah exactly get more exactly people using racing or or you can uh, raise awareness you know by uh sponsoring this uh this bundle with your friends that uh, you know maybe do not have these titles or uh, maybe exactly. are interested in sim racing but have not yet uh, you know uh tried it so it's uh, it, it's awesome for 12 uh, in, in my case i'm saying in euros for 12 euros you get uh, really really a lot it's uh, it's something that you don't even get during uh, steam sales and um, I was noticing, and um, I'm really happy to see that so far this bundle has um, has gathered 
37,181 euros. So yeah, just just over thirty one thousand pounds. Yeah. Yeah, really, really nice. Yeah, you can buy you can buy all of that for, um, and also including that is uh, um, a couple of coupons to get a discount on a Thrustmaster T forty eight at twenty percent off, or a Thrustmaster T one fifty at twenty percent off. So, David Day, there's a reason for you to buy a wheel, right? Only, only if you live in the US, though. Oh, that's rubbish. Right. Okay. Not so great. Right. I missed that. Thank you for pointing that small print out to me and making me look like an idiot once again. Okay. Well, uh, you do well, a pretty good job by yourself. Yeah. Oh, oh my days. Right. That's what, what you get for yeah. what you did to me before. <laughs> what an ending. What an ending. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he's, a, he, he's just like an elephant. No. Yeah. Yeah. He is big like an elephant, but an elephant never forgets. There we go. Right. Uh, David Day. Uh, any... I'm sorry, I am the elephant or you are the elephant? No, you're the elephant. Yeah. Because of the big trunk? Oh, <laughs> I'm on a roll. Oh, sorry. Do you Mikey. guys see what I have to put up with? I think, I think he's been hanging around with us far too long. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, pr- right. probably I'm not going to be in the next podcast. I love yeah, you I, I, feel like, uh, I feel like David Day's P45, which is, a, which is a th- something here when you... Um, when you're employed, you get given. When you leave a job, uh, will be coming. Will be coming to, on your way uh, very, very short, very, very soon. Um, well, thanks, guys. I mean, we've um, we've talked to high heaven on, on many many topics uh, this evening. So um, thank you as always for um, for joining me. Um, just a, a few final notes from me. Uh, don't forget uh, simracing.gp if you've got a community or you want to thinking about starting a community, a great place to host your races in ACC and AC. Uh, I, I, I know that AMS2 is supposed to be coming. I, I just, I've not really heard anything more on that, but they have been releasing some lots of new features uh, on the platform over the last few weeks. So um, uh, been hearing some great things from other community members. Uh, don't forget, we've got ra- racing club events taking place at uh, Race One. We recently bought us some new staff members. There's AMS2 events, there's AC events, there's ACC events uh, going on. So, uh, But you need to be a premium member in order to take part in those. Don't forget, you can also find us out on YouTube, Twitch. Uh, and we recently, we recently uh, live broadcasted the TCR final out in Switzerland. And I watched that with uh, Paul Jeffrey and Martin Haven. Uh, commentating I watched I think it was race number two unbelievable unbelievable racing so if you haven't watched that I recommend that you go go back and take a look it was unbelievable it was close respectful driving and what was really nice is after the race you saw the drivers get up and have a nice little talk about everything and kind of you could see with their hands we're kind of talking about the moves they did on each other it was really great to see uh, don't forget you can also find us out on Twitter Instagram and uh, Facebook. There we go. I couldn't remember the third one. Uh, yeah, that's everything. Whoa! Right, another podcast done. Fantastic stuff. Thanks, another guys. Two hours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. you. It's um yeah, it's been emotional. It was a very enjoy- enjoyable episode. Thank you. I think they're always enjoyable though. Really, once we get going. Yeah, true, true. But uh, you know, I think that in this one, probably because of the topics, we've had yeah, a nice uh, interchange of uh, you know. Yeah, opinion. and also we're, we're trying to, We've got more guests coming, haven't we, David? A up and coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. Next, uh, next episode, uh, hopefully. Uh, oh, I mean, 
the <laughs> the guest is set to come. So if uh, we're gonna record this uh, scheduled, uh, there's gonna be a very nice guest. Uh, are we keeping it as a surprise? surprise? Yes, yes, yeah, 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 I think okay, we should. Okay. Yeah. So and also, tuned, I've, I've, I've lined it. up a certain YouTuber as well, hopefully, to come and join us on a podcast at the end of April. So um, yeah, super nice. Yeah. Yeah, so which is I think it's quite good. I think it's nice that we're doing these topic, you know, these topic ones uh, because let's be honest, the news front could be a little bit slow from time to time. So getting guests on, hearing hearing other voices rather than us three morons is great. Yeah, also we get to know more of the of the backgrounds, you know, some yeah. uh, of some people that may be very well known in the sim racing community, and but, some people uh, not so much. Uh, yeah, but you know, sometimes even if it's someone that uh, is very well known, maybe you know, you know, it's uh, for for his or her public appearance. But you know, you know, the background, their story, how did they get in sim racing, and that stuff that uh, is yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Right. Any final remarks, Davide? I love you, Paul. I'm sorry if I <laughs> if I hurt your feelings. <laughs> no, you know no, I'm, I'm not, always joking. I'm not. I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. I'm. Not I'm relieved to hear that. Right. You got to. So gotta next time I'm gonna hit you harder. You got to go. You got to go a lot worse than that to really annoy me. So don't you worry. No, but, I, uh, I'm. Yeah. I'm never gonna because. Uh, but but you know. remember, David, I've got friends and they'll find you. So remember. Well, I've got friends too, my <laughs> You're talking to an Italian, what do you I, I, don't, I don't know if mine uh, are willing to come to England. <laughs> so, oh. But technically... <laughs> so, I'm not yesterday, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, you know, but, you know, f uh, flights with the cost of petrol right now are very expensive, <laughs> so it's kind of a problem, but... It is, it is a problem. Uh, Danny, any final remarks? Uh, more sim racing and more peace for everyone yeah. yeah indeed uh wherever you listen to this podcast thank you very much for downloading uh don't forget to hit that subscribe button um tell your friends tell whoever and uh yeah uh let's have more peace in this world it's it's been a it's you know it's been a trying couple of years and i think we all felt like we were coming out of getting back to some normality but of course someone else had other ideas and uh i think uh we're very lucky we've what we have available to us um so you know if you can help with the relief and if you can do buy the humble bundle then please do um i'm sure it will go to good causes and uh but anyway on that uh, thank you very much for listening i they've been daniel montiero and david a nativo i've been paul glover cheerio